Is suicide really selfish? Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode is a solo episode where I break down the myth and misconception that suicide is selfish. This episode is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products daily. So click the link in the show notes and use code EVERYBODY at checkout for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 148 of Something for Everybody. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and we are just going to jump right into today's episode. Today's episode is a solo episode, and I'm going to cover and break down a Twitter thread that I wrote all the way back in December 15th of 2022. This Twitter thread was about the common myth and misconception that suicide is selfish. So this is one of the many myths and misconceptions that still exist when it comes to mental health, speaking about our mental health, and speaking about suicide. And I think this one in particular, that suicide is selfish, is an extremely important misconception to unpack and understand why this is untrue and why we cannot continue to perpetuate this stigma and misconception moving forward. So like I said, this is part of a Twitter thread that I wrote uh, back in December 15th, 2022. You can follow me on Twitter at Aaron Mashbits. So I'm going to read you sort of the tweet and then break it down a little bit further and then go through that whole thing. There's not very many tweets. There's maybe five or six, so this won't be a terribly long episode, but this is a very, very important episode that I really need you to understand and listen so we can talk about suicide and mental health more with more intelligence, with more emotional flexibility, with more understanding, with more love, with more care, the more deeply we can understand this complicated subject, then the more deeply we can help those around us feel less alone, feel more loved, feel like we can take care of our mental health, feel like we can alleviate our suicidal thoughts or our suicidal ideation or take care of those in our lives who are suicide loss survivors and try to eliminate, eliminate, completely eliminate suicide from happening. Maybe that's an impossible dream, but my mission in life, my ultimate purpose, my massive transformative purpose is to end mental suffering. And part of that is this, is smashing these misconceptions and clearing up these myths that surround mental health. And one of them is that suicide is selfish. So here we go. When a person dies by suicide, They leave behind an enormous amount of pain for their loved ones. 
This pain causes many folks to immediately label the act as selfish. Without much thought, this might seem pretty plausible. So being a suicide loss survivor, when someone you know or love or deeply, deeply connected to dies by suicide, the pain of that loss is is forever. It never leaves you. It's always around. It's always there. And it's just an enormous amount of pain and grief and unanswered questions and just guilt and shame and what could I have done? And all of these things are wrapped up in your grief and your pain and your loss. And it's easy. It's easy to just say, oh, that was a very selfish act by that person. It's plausible, right? It has some logic to it, but ultimately it's not right. It's not right. However, this belief is one of the most harmful myths about suicide. This understanding of suicide distills the complex factors contributing to suicide into near nothingness. Contributing factors such as depression, addiction, hopelessness, despair, or trauma, amongst other things. So just claiming that suicide is selfish is distilling this very complex and nuanced thing of suicide into basically nothingness. So you're minimizing the person's pain, whether you knew what they were going through or not, whether it was a shock or not, whether you had no idea or not, what they were going through was deep, was dark. And by claiming it to be a selfish act, you are distilling it into nothingness. You are minimizing that person that you claim to love by just saying it was selfish. If they had just done this, if they had just reached out, if they had, that's just not how it works. And so claiming it to be selfish is a reduction is a reduction of who they are, is a reduction of their whole person, and is not something that I can stand by being something, being someone who lost someone to suicide. I will not allow you to reduce the person that I love, my big sister, to nothingness. I will not allow you to distill her life into nothingness by claiming this myth and continuing to use this misconception of suicide being selfish. So, on to these complex factors. These complex factors are slowly destroying the brain's ability to function. When someone struggles with any sort of mental health issue, you often don't see it. Many people are pretending to be okay as they deteriorate on the inside. So when we are struggling with these complex factors of our brain health and our mental health, most of the time people cannot see it. Most of the time people are pretending to be okay when on the inside they're being consumed by despair and they are deteriorating from the inside out. And then unfortunately they make the decision, the permanent decision to end their own lives. But regardless of that, you're not seeing the totality of this person. You're not seeing maybe because you didn't know and you had no idea that they were struggling this deeply or that they were, or they're in this much despair. But again, we can't, can't, we, excuse me, we cannot reduce it. We absolutely cannot. And so you have to start to wrap your mind around being in that dark place, the darkest place you can possibly imagine, and then go deeper and then go darker because that's where people are when they feel like they're on the brink of wanting to end their lives or actually do end their lives. 
And so it's very important to understand these things because people are pretending to be okay when really they are deteriorating on the inside. And so again, reducing it to just mere nothingness of a selfish act is not okay. When someone gets to the very edge and is consumed by the darkness, they're not thinking about the people they love and the people that love them. The only They are only thinking about how to put an end to the unbearable amount of pain they feel. I think this might be the most important nugget of this whole thing. When you get, when a person, excuse me, when a person gets to that edge and they are completely consumed by the despair, the depression, the darkness, they have no longer, they have, they are not considering anything in their life. They are not considering any good moments, any people that love them, the people that they love, their dog, their pets, their life, their children, their siblings, their friends. They are not considering any of those things. They are way past that because the darkness has consumed them. And so claiming this act of suicide to be selfish means, thank God, right, really thank God that you have never experienced this darkness in your life. And I am and I, truly grateful that you've never experienced that darkness. But they are in that darkness being absolutely consumed by this unbearable amount of pain that is deteriorating them from the inside out and they cannot take it anymore. So they're not thinking about you or me or the people they love or their friends or anything outside of, I fucking have to have this pain to end. I cannot feel this way anymore because it is unbearable. So they do not actually want to die per se, but they want what they're feeling to stop. That's what they're thinking about. That's what they're thinking about. That's the unbearable consumption of darkness that they feel inside their brain, their body, and their soul. And so that's what we have to realize and try to understand when something like this happens. And I'm not saying it's okay. We want to prevent suicide as much as humanly possible. We want to end it. We want no one to ever have to feel that way again, ever, by being proactive, by caring about people, by seeking to understand, by being curious, by getting people help before they get to this point, by creating a society that is proactive about our mental health, by creating a society that cares about emotional and mental well-being, that it's taught in schools, that it's a priority along with our physical health, along with our spiritual health. All of these things are priority so we can at a young age, cultivate our best selves and cultivate resiliency and emotional agility and uh, the skills and tools to be able to handle different things that are inevitably going to happen in our life. The pain, the setbacks, the challenges, the heartbreaks, the hard shit that we're going to get punched in the face with. If we can equip ourselves early on and there's things in life that people teach us in school to <clears throat> to have these emotional skills, to have the self-regulation, to have the mental health toolkit, to be proactive, to care about these things, then maybe, possibly, potentially, we can stop people from getting to this very brink, to getting to this edge, to getting to where they are consumed by the darkness and all they want is for the pain to end. Maybe we can stop people from getting to that moment if we can do all of these things in a better, healthy, more proactive manner. But people still reach this 
this point, this point of unbearable pain, this point where their whole brain and body and mind feel deteriorated and it's consumed them. So that's why the that's why the act of suicide is not selfish because they are not thinking about anything outside of I have to have this pain to end. They're not thinking about that beautiful lunch you had with them three days ago and that they seemed fine at. They're not thinking about the time they went to Disneyland with their family. They're not thinking about the time they listened to a beautiful podcast. They're not thinking about the time they had a great meal with their friends in high school. They are thinking about I have to have this pain to end. I need it to stop and I don't know another way out. And I'm going to choose this permanent solution. I'm going to choose this permanent solution to a temporary feeling. And so if we go, so that's, that's why that's the misconception that's busted the myth that suicide is selfish right there. It can't be selfish if they weren't thinking about anything outside of, I have to have this pain end. It's too unbearable. It's too dark. It's consumed me. And then speaking about trying to reach people before they get to that point is the most important part, is the golden nugget of suicide prevention, which we all play a role in every single day on how we treat ourselves, how we treat others, how we uh, attack our number one self-care strategy, you know, how we reflect, we journal, we meditate, we exercise, how if we are on the path to becoming the best version of ourselves, that's a domino effect to everyone outside of ourselves as well, in our immediate relationships, in our communities, all of that stuff, all of that stuff plays a role in suicide prevention. But I'm specifically talking about here, this idea, right? So the next tweet in that thread was, as someone who may have never felt this way, you generally cannot comprehend this deeply felt distress and pain. So losing someone you love to suicide can lead to confusion with grief and regret. There's tons of confusion. There's tons of grief. There's tons of regret. Things left unsaid, this, that, confusion, why, grief, all of that. And it can lead you to think in this very plausible idea that that act of suicide is selfish. How could they? How could they? How could they? But if you just think about it in a more deeply level and not this sort of top-level, superficial, low-resolution view of suicide, but you think about it in a more complex, nuanced way, which I've explained here, which you can do, then you can, you can have a different view. I'm not going to say it's going to be easier to understand. It will not be. It will not be easier. It will be a hard road of grief and pain and ups and downs and anger and relief and guilt and shame and all of that, but you will not think of that person that you love the most as a selfish individual. You will see them as the person that you loved and knew, the great, beautiful, amazing person that you loved and knew who is dealing with things that you didn't know about or maybe you did know about, but either way, you couldn't stop them from making that decision that they made, but you can think about them and instill it in a beautiful light. And I've come to terms with all of this stuff about my sister, about what she dealt with, and I'm trying to sort of spread this message so we can never have this misconception come up again. Because the amount of people that have told me this, the amount of people that I've seen write this on Twitter, it's not okay. And we need to stop that. There's a bunch of myths and misconceptions that still exist when it comes to our mental health. And through this podcast, I'm going to break down each of those myths one by one, starting with this one, that suicide is not selfish if you think about it deeply. 
in a more deep and profound, nuanced, complex ways, you can get to this stuff that I'm talking about, which is where you need to be when you're thinking about this thing and how to prevent it and how to stop and reach people before they get to this moment, how to be more proactive with your own mental health so you're modeling and embodying that behavior that you wish other people to do and so we have a more productive, healthy beautiful, fulfilled, and joyous society where this can be, where this can never happen again. That's what we have to get to. That's the ultimate goal. That should be the ultimate goal for all of us. Okay? And so, just because you can't see it happening doesn't mean the pain isn't real. Let's really aim. Let's really aim. Like, really aim with sincerity to be more kind, to really check in on our people to express our love as often as possible, and to lead with love. Like really check in. Like check in. Like you see that a lot. But what does it mean to check in? It means actively being a participant in your people's lives and telling them how much you love them. If you're thinking about them, text them. If you're thinking about them, call them. You may never get the chance again. You may never get the chance again. And that's not just something people say. That's the truth. You may never get the chance again. And that's not supposed to put this black cloud over your head. That's supposed to remind you that it's fragile and it's precious. And this is all we have. This one life right in front of us with the people that we choose to love. So love deeply. Care deeply. Check in. Check in with yourself, with your friends. Plan events, build communities, fall down, get back up. Keep getting back up. Keep getting back up. Keep showing up. Express all of the love you possibly can. Because the last time might be the last time. Express it. Lead with love. Have kindness in your heart. Forgive. All of these things are very, very important. And all of these things play a role in preventing and stopping suicide. Our mental health is extremely important. We must take care of it. We must be proactive with our mental health. I believe in you. You can do this. If you're deeply, deeply struggling right now, you're not alone. Hear my words. I'm speaking into you directly. I believe in you. The world is a better place with you in it. And I'm glad you didn't exist. Take one step, whatever it is, one step. Make your bed, brush your teeth, clean your room, go for a walk, journal out one word, take one deep breath, one step, one tiny step forward. You can do it. You can do it. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. One step at a time, one day at a time, one moment at a time, one hour at a time. You can get through this. You can get through this because what's waiting on the other side is endless possibilities, is the wondrous, beautiful life that you deserve to live. So I I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. The world truly is a better place with you in it. And I'm so glad you exist. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to that very important episode. What resonated with you most deeply? What was your biggest takeaway? Did you change your mind on something? Did 
the episode confirm what you already believed. If you have any further questions or want to chat deeper about the subject, please reach out to me directly. And if you found that episode informative or important, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And please don't forget to leave us a rating or a review on Spotify or Apple. But the absolute best way to support this podcast, me and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved, is through Patreon. Patreon gets you one monthly bonus episode of this podcast every month. You can have live Zoom chats, one-on-one calls, personalized videos. So much stuff happens on Patreon for that exclusive community. And the funds created from that platform support me, this podcast, and all the mental health initiatives at You Are Loved. So thank you for your support, and I really appreciate it. But most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.